and welcome to our show, Film Talk with AJ Dean. I'm AJ Dean, your host, and I have the impeccable and perfect, with excellent timing, com comedic co-host with me, Paul Vazzo. Hey, Paul, how's it shaking? Oh, it is shaking in Las Vegas. The rodeo just ended. It's been two amazing weeks in Las Vegas of rodeo action. So for me, any excuse to, to uh, throw on the old cowboy hat. I had a white one, but I actually sold it to somebody that just wanted to buy it when it was at my store uh, and, you know, wear the cowboy boots and all that. And uh, so even though I have gout and I'm limping around, I tell people that I, that I got thrown off of a bull or a Bronco and they kind of believe it. They're like, yeah, of course this guy's a cowboy. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you're enjoying the uh, rodeo there and uh, yippee-ki-yay, let's get, let's get on with the show. Yeehaw, yeehaw, hee-haw. And we have yes. incredible VIP special guest in the house, all the way from New York, John Russell Kring. Let me introduce uh, him in a very warm way. He's a director, producer, and screenwriter. And um, he, I, I want to give a shout out to Deborah Richards. Hey, Deborah, thank you so much. Let's give him a well warm welcome to John Russell Kring. Hey, John, how's it, how's it going? Oh, it's going absolutely fabulously. And uh, I uh, really appreciate it. We've been uh, talking about this for uh, several months. You guys are so busy. I've been watching the show and I'm super, super excited. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that it's hat day. It's always hat day for me. When, when you're bald, it's always hat day. But I'm, I'm super happy to be here on hat day on the AJ Dean show. Oh, thank you so much, John. What do you, what do you think, Paul? I, I, John, I wish I, I wish I could relate to you, but I mean, I, I don't know what to do with all this amazing it's hair that I have. It is. It's, uh, give yeah. A, give me a head with hair, long, beautiful hair, shiny, waxen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm showing my age there. <laughs> hair. <laughs> <laughs> They're here everywhere. Uh, yes. shake, it, shake it, shake it, Paul. Um, I, <laughs> I just love that we all love hats. And I love your hat that you're wearing, John. You. And and I'm in my hat, and Paul, you've got it as well. And again, I just want to say thank you, Deborah Richards, because you know you're the assistant director of Move Me No Mountain, right. um, the film from Deborah Richards, my wonderful boss, who I work for. Hello, Deborah. We love you. Mwah. Hi, Debbie. And we we met at Deborah's film festival, um, the film. I'm sorry, film premiere. Right. The Nevada, she won, you know, the Nevada Women's Film Festival. She was, uh, she won the director. Uh, yes. women's, it was incredible. And you were there, John. Yes. What a great event. And so almost you, everybody got huh? COVID. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did. I actually, I actually did not get COVID, but it was, uh, I had a, uh, just a fantastic time. It was my first time in Las Vegas. And uh, Debbie, I had met her on um, the uh, 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 one, uh, one of the. Uh, I'm trying to think of it. That one, that online platform. Clubhouse. Where, yeah, Clubhouse. There you go. Yes, I, 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 I'm not doing Clubhouse as much as I used to. But yeah, I met her on on Clubhouse, and we talked. And I uh, really, my life has really been about my own films. You know, I've made mm -hmm. 20 feature films. But, um, but, you know, the opportunity to uh, work with Debbie and to, you know, uh, be an assistant director, being someone who has been a director for so long, 
I kind of understand what I need as a director. And uh, I've actually, I've assistant directed uh, four uh, movies, you know, this year. And, uh, you know, uh, three of them actually, uh, you know, back to back, you know, just this fall. So it's something I'm kind of getting into. It's interesting how I became a director to learn how to become an assistant director. Amazing, amazing. And so that does benefit you and help you um, in fact, we've got on screen here, you've got some wonderful films coming up. They're going to be premiered next year in 2020. Yes. Is that right, John? Yeah, yeah. Well, my, my two latest features, uh, one of them uh, we made a couple of uh, years ago, but now it has found uh, a, a distribution home, which is always nice. It's sort of like you send your kids out and hope they find a good college and then, you know, you know, sit and then maybe they'll send you back, you know, money so that you can pay for your diapers. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that movie is called Girl in the Palms. And uh, that was just a, a, a actually largely improvised movie. You, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, your imp improvisational skills. We shot that one in Florida a couple of years ago. And it's basically it's about a girl who, in her uh, 20s who after experiencing a tragedy wants to kind of get away from the winter. And at Christmas time, she kind of, you know, travels through, you know, Florida and meets the haves and the have nots and all the weirdos and the gypsies and the hippies and all this type of thing. I, I, I would describe it as, um, you know, sort of like eat, pray, love meets easy rider. <laughs> what a fun movie. Yes. And then the other one is one that we shot um, in February of uh, this year. It was called uh, Wheelies Incorporated. And it was a it's a movie uh, starring uh, all, almost all uh, teenagers. There's a uh, it has a kind of an action, you know, uh, suspense. There's thriller, you know, concept. It's all about these kids who are uh, very, very adept at doing wheelie uh, wheelies. But it's a narrative. So uh, I would I've, I would thought it was you know kind of a fun idea to take something like you know uh, sort of what they did with Soul Surfer where you take something that everybody is familiar with but you kind of introduce them to a deeper level of it and through a narrative uh, form so you know that's uh, I you know and I'm always uh, always interested and in, you know always have many many more projects and uh, you know I'm really excited about the, these two coming out. I am too. They sound phenomenal. And I love both of the topics. I was just going to say Paul's very um, uh, versatile and he might he might be able to do a wheelie because Paul and I are both kids at heart. You know, we love to have fun. That's the number right. one thing for us. Yes. So, Paul, have you ever done wheelies? What do you think of these? great? I have, but I think now I'm way too old to, to even <laughs> risk it. Uh, the back of my head is probably too soft. Uh, is, are these wheelies on bicycles, like BMX yes, bikes, yeah. or on motorcycles? No, you know, what uh, What happened was I have a, uh, there's an actor uh, named Lawton Dennis, who uh, he is the son of one of my uh, best friends, and I've had him in uh, three of my movies. Actually, I gave him sort of his first opportunities as an actor, and he went out and, uh, you know, he did television and, you know, but he also... Uh, got very, very involved in YouTube in doing all of these like uh, wheelies and, you know, showing, you know, th this incredible prowess. And he got about 100,000 uh, fans and about, you know, 5 million views. So his father's like, well, can we put these two things together? 
Can you take his wheeling and let's do a narrative film? So that was an interesting challenge as a writer. It's like, okay, I've got to find a way to sort of, you know, incorporate, you know, these specific elements. And we went out and found some amazing other wheelie uh, kids. And, uh, you know, they hadn't acted before, but, you know, that's my job, you know, yeah. to kind of get them, you know, to a place and, you know, just the, the kids are all right, as the who would say. I mean, they, <laughs> they are wonderful. You know, this generation is, you know, has so much just uh, passion and gumption and drive. And uh, I, I, I had about 13 days we shot the film and it was an absolute joy. Amazing, amazing. And so John, I do notice that there is in your um, movie poster that you have right now, a mm -hmm. police do not cross lines. So <laughs> something happens in that yes. story, right? Well, right I, well yeah, in, in the story actually uh, of uh, Wheelies Incorporated, one of the kids, uh, basically they have a, a delivery business and the all, all five kids, basically they do wheelies and they do deliveries. So it's sort of like, you know, it's like Amazon meets Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> so, uh, so one of the uh, kids actually ends up getting hit and run by a car, spoiler alert. And uh, yeah, then wow. the kids have to solve the mystery of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when the police aren't really able to help, uh, they have to solve the mystery of maybe who did it. So to me, it kind of, I, I really tapped into my love of um, Encyclopedia Brown and uh, Agatha Christie. And uh, there, there was a whole series of books called The Three Investigators. And I love the idea of kids doing adult things. Yes. You know, kids having to figure things out on themselves. Uh, you know, uh, it's like Charlie Brown. You don't need adults. You know, you know the adults are just like, wah, 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 wah. That, yep. you know, that's kind of what I was going for. Exactly. The, the three investigators, or the three investigators, the three detectives, the three yeah, investigators, three investigators. Right? Was, was one of my favorite series as a book. Oh my God, you're like the only other person I've ever heard who actually knows this books. Quiz me, uh, because, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's who was the, one, the Who was the director that they were friends with? Uh, 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 Alfred Hitchcock? Yes! Alfred Hitchcock okay. was their friend. Right, and he would give them the missions, I feel. And then yes. all I remember is, is that their clubhouse, or wherever they met, was an RV, Yes. That was in a junkyard covered uh, and, and in You had junk. to go down through the tunnel to get to Okay, it. it's the same book. I I would I loved that was one of my favorite books that I would read and reread growing <laughs> up. And it was they were solve these mysteries, the three yes. the three investigators. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my God. Look, we 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 are Kismet. <laughs> Kismet is hundred percent right. Um because I can't believe that, that I came up with Alfred Hitchcock because I was like, wait. It just yes. it came into my, yes, of course. Well, it it's, it's such a strange thing that they are friends with Alfred Hitchcock in these books, but yeah. It worked, it worked, it, worked. it absolutely yes. worked. I'm sitting here looking out this window with this amazing background. I'm like, wait, why didn't I just face this way so, so you guys could see uh, Vegas behind me? I'm like, I, sometimes I don't think. Oh no, you're great. It's wonderful, Paul. Now you're in some very special, I, I don't know if you want to disclose the location, but you're in a, a very special place, right? In Las Vegas. We can say that, right? Yeah, because by the time this podcast is out, I won't be here. So people can't uh, come and find me. Not that they would, but uh, we're at the at the uh, Marriott oh. Chateau. It's called the, the Marriott Chateau. Yesterday, we were at the Las Vegas Marriott, which is, of course, very nice and 
Uh, if you're a platinum member, you get late checkouts. You can check out at four. You get free breakfast every morning, you know, for two. Uh, and then today we checked into the Marriott Chateau, which is Ooh. also just luxurious. I think tonight we're going to film it. They, they have a hot tub up on like the 37th or 38th floor. But the amenities are great. The staff is fantastic. Um, nice. And you're, yeah, it's, you're, it's just so comfortable. Are you, I wish filming I could just a, are, are you filming a project up there? Sort of. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm also involved with a company called HK Luxury. And okay. it's a it's a, a luxury brand. Uh, Mexican uh, uh, leather goods. So huaraches, oh. uh, they're called in Spanish. So HK is huarache king. Uh, so it's kind of uh, kind of funny, but because uh, because we sell like really nice sandals uh, that, that we get in Mexico and then import them to the U.S. And so okay. I, I'm a, like a brand uh, ambassador and spokesperson. So okay. the owner is here and, and we we're, uh, you know, just creating content. And he was here for like a mastermind class uh, at, at the Flamingo. So I was just like, you know what? I've got things to do today. So while he went there, I'm, I've just been chilling out at this chateau. And if you guys want, I can show you around. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. It's a, a small kitchen here and then a large kitchen in, in the adjoining room, nice. in the main room. Oh, but okay. it's like having your own little studio apartment. It's fantastic. Wow. There you go. My wow. kind of place. Well, so so when, you, when, when you guys come out to Vegas, this is, I think, where you guys will have to stay. Good on you, Paul, and we're so proud of you. And and a special shout out to how do they get to reach um, H and K? So so it's H K Luxury. Um, ooh, uh, my, my my friend is at Tacos El Gordo, which is an amazing taco place. Um, so I might have to put you on hold for a second. But yeah, if you go to H K Luxury, uh, either on Instagram or but uh, just hkluxury.com will also take us right to the website. Or I'll have it, by the time this comes out, I'll have it on paulvato.com. So go to paulvato.com you know, Paul, and all my I'm, BA links are there. Paul, I'm always okay with being uh, put on hold for tacos. I <laughs> mean, if there were tacos here, you guys would just, you know, bye, adios. I love adios. tacos When too. you come out, uh, we're going to have to take you because Tacos El Gordo is, I love it. is fantastic. They call them like Tijuana style tacos Ooh, and okay. they are phenomenal. So I, I might just put you on hold. For, I mean, you guys, please keep going, but I, <laughs> I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss this order. Yes, yeah, of absolutely. course. It, it's fantastic. So thank you so much for that, Paul. Um, John, I want to get uh, right into it and ask you, um, I loved what you said about everyone's journey is an epic tale. Mm -hmm. what, what does that mean? It's so special. I love it, but it really. Well, a AJ, I mean, basic, basically, I, I just really believe everyone's life is been heard. They just don't understand that. You know, when you meet somebody at a party and they uh, reveal to you what they've been through, you know, the, you know, set of experiences, the set of adversities, you know, and you're just like, oh my God, that's incredible. I can't believe you went through that. Yeah. And the person's like, yeah, you know, whatever. Well, you know, yeah. but that is the stuff of, you know, uh, that's the stuff of legend. Yeah. And, you know, when you are a, uh, when you're a writer, you know, I find that is where, you know, you find the best, you know, material is, you know, just, just going deep into your own life and digging in your own mind uh, you know, sometimes, you know, in, in the painful places, sometimes, sometimes in the dark places, every movie I do on some level is autobiographical. There are characters and people and situations and lines. And I always am looking within to try to, you know, tell, uh, to tell a story. 
that doesn't mean it necessarily has to do with me. But, you know, if you are telling a story, uh, it's going to come through your lens, you know, whatever. So it, it doesn't matter what it is that your your movie is about. It's going to be you if you are, you know, uh, if you're wanting to reveal something. So, you know, I think that that is, uh, you know, it, it, it's really interesting. I just finished ADing this movie uh, called The Forest Hills. Um, and it's a werewolf movie. Okay. And yeah, and I, I, we, we finished it. We finished it up. Actually, they're doing reshoots right now. Wow. And um, one of the interesting things about it was that I got to uh, kind of convince Shelley Duvall to come in, be in, kind of come out of retirement. The director asked me to give her a call and I actually got a hold of her and Shelley Duvall was uh, amazing. And uh, it really, it's gone around the world. Like it was on entertainment tonight this week mm -hmm. that Shelley Duvall's you know, big comeback is in this movie. But I found out from the director that uh, the one of the seeds of the movie was that you know, that uh, the main character suffers a uh, a brain in uh, brain injury and he's not sure about reality anymore and uh, about whether or not you know uh, he is seeing werewolves or if if he's not seeing werewolves or if he is a werewolf or this type of thing. So, and he has a background actually in the medical field. He took care of people who had uh, traumatic, uh, you know, uh, brain injuries and, you know, things like that. So I, I thought it was very interesting for him to basically take something that was just kind of like a, just a genre movie and insert, you know, something that was so personal and so specific of his set of experiences uh, into that film. And to me, that's, you know, how you create great art. Oh, it really is. And I just want to say bravo and congratulations for, I love Shelly. Oh God. She, she's amazing. And she was so, so, so sweet on the phone. She says uh, now that it, she really wants to make a comeback. It's like, she didn't realize how beloved she was. Yes. And, and this and is we something that her. she wants to get back. She wants, she wants to do bigger, you know, movies, hopefully not better movies, but bigger movies. Yes. And we, congratulations. What do you think? Yeah, Will? yeah, it was, I, I mean, you know, I I, I uh, posted on Facebook, I've religiously watched Entertainment Tonight, you know, when I was like, you know, in, in my teens. And um, so, you know, having, you know, a movie that I was AD on mentioned, you know, by, it's not Mary Hart anymore or John Tesh, but whoever it is, I don't even yeah. know who it is on Entertainment Tonight anymore, but in my day, it was John Tesh. Yes, thank uh, you. Getting, uh, getting mentioned on there was really cool. Yes, yes, me too. We're with you and we're so proud of you, John. That's thank wonderful. You. So hello to Shelly. Uh, yes, Shelly, if you're watching, yes, that, that movie's called The Forest Hills and it's by the two Scots, Scott Goldberg and Scott Hansen, who have become uh, really, really great friends. And you know, when, when you're an AD, uh, what really what it is, is just knowing how to, to surf the chaos you know what the the tsunami is going to hit every day there's going to be something that you have to deal with uh -huh. and you can either try to buckle down or you can get on your board and ride that sucker out man hang 10 that's the only way to get a movie done so <laughs> that's you know that's that that's kind of you know what and all that preparation you do 
is sort of like it's the you know it's the exercise before the marathon you know mm -hmm. it's that you know and you 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 have that you know that wonderful all that wonderful work and then it just kind of goes poof <laughs> but it's good that you had it because you would not be prepared for you know how you're ha going to have to you know jump from one foot to the other and i mean uh, my the last movie i was just uh, uh La, la, uh, last week, I was ADing this movie in uh, Atlanta, and we were on set, it, and uh, it's this movie called Back to the Trap, and we were on set, and uh, the uh, uh, the sound and the lighting came up, and they were like, okay, so uh, uh, who uh, who is it that's going to be in this scene? And, and we were like, I'm sorry. Uh, we've had to recast them. Give us five minutes and we'll tell you who it is. <laughs> so it, it was literally sound didn't have anybody to put a mic on because we did not have cast at that exact moment. Wow. Well, it, it sounds to me like you are uh, working your way down the ladder because I thought, and please yes. correct me if I'm wrong. I'm hoping someday to be a PA. I, I'm, I'm, cr I'm crossing my fingers. Because I feel like most people strive to, I want to be the director of this, but it sounds like, like, you know, you're co-directing, you're ADing, and you've already yes. directed. So, um, and for those that don't know, what exactly is an AD when we're talking film? Because there might be. Well, okay. Honestly, okay. Honestly, Paul, an AD is whatever you need him to be. Okay. That's the thing. You know, you may need an AD and all, and basically what he does is he makes the schedule and he makes sure that that schedule, you know, goes like the, the train's running on time. So, uh, you know, if, if the director is the captain of the ship, uh, then maybe sometimes you need me to steer the ship while you go and do something else. Or maybe you just need me to go down with the ship, you know, with you. And every uh, director that I've worked with, I always, they're basically saying, look, I can be what you need me to be. Mm -hmm. You know, I can be your support, uh, I can be your voice, I can be your hands, or I can just sit back and let you do whatever it is you want to do. And, uh, and honestly, the re ah, the thing, the, the thing about film is that uh, you have to get your ego out of the way. Yeah, you know, because ego yeah. is the thing that's going to stop this thing from happening mm -hmm. ego is speed bumps okay the more egos that are there the slower we're moving right so i am so i you know the why sometimes i work for well one you get paid you know <laughs> when you're when you're directing your own projects you're having to pay or you're having to find the money for it or or whatever um and two you know it's an opportunity for me to help see something that I believe in happen, you know, yeah. like I did with Debbie's, you know, I, I really appreciated De Debbie said something so lovely that only that only uh, I would only repeat it because she already said it. She said, you know, it's amazing to, you know, have admirals who, you know, who are willing to, you know, just, you know, do the work. You know, I have this experience that I was able and it was her first film and we were able to, uh, come together and make a really amazing movie because Debbie is a incredibly talented filmmaker yes, and she, she just, you know, she just needs the support of 
everybody around her because that's what being a great director is, is basically the best idea wins. You know, it, it doesn't have to be my idea. My name's at the top of it. Who cares who came up with the idea? What's best it's for the show, what's best for the film, right? Exactly. John? We're all there to serve the movie. You're not there to serve me. I'm there to serve the movie. You're there to serve the movie. I love it. I love it. This is perfect. And um, you have done over, you've worked on over 60 projects plus yes. plus now, and your parents had a traveling gypsy show and you would get on the, <laughs> and you would get on the phone yes. and book the shows for them at age 14. Go yes. get them, John. Oh my gosh. That I, you know, my, my life has always been sort of this experience of like being thrown, you know, like a Christian thrown to the lions. <laughs> you know, I, I, I always am like, you know, how am I going to pull this off? Yeah. What am I? So really, you know, once, once you've had that experience of rolling into a, uh, a town, we were a, uh, uh, basically a Christian family band. And uh, I would have to get on the phone and start calling on a Monday and basically book Wednesdays and book Sundays so that we could live. Wow. So I was spontaneously saying, hey, bring it, let us come to your church and let us perform. And that was, you know, honestly, that's one of the tools that you use as a director, which is the, you got to be a people person. You, yes. you have to be able to convince. You have to be able to cajole. You have to be able to beg. Yes. And and Paul, what do you think of that? Isn't that phenomenal? That was the entertainment industry right there for John. What do you think about that, Paul? I mean, what what a great upbringing and, and what a great uh, background. I mean, John said it best. It's, it's all the tools that you really need to be a director. Everything that he said is just so spot on. I mean, I treat it like, like, uh, like a business owner where you, right. you are the captain, but then you need your, you know, your cap, you're the captain of the ship, but you need all, all your people and you have to be able to trust them. And it's so, but it is great to know that that's what an AD does. It's they, you do whatever needs to be done. And so I hope more people understand that and know that. Uh, so it's, it's a, it's a great position to strive for. Well, it, and, and what, and, and also, you know, Paul, but you know, the thing, uh, the thing about an AD is, just you know, I I, I uh, was eighty on this other film uh, um, uh, called The Jester, which is uh, going to be coming out, and uh, we had one of our actors who had COVID. Okay, and now The Jester is like he he has this really scary mask on, and he, he it's basically kind of like a terrifier or an it or something like that. He's like a clown, and he does magic and all this type of thing. So. Uh, and our actor, who uh, basically we were going to be shooting with all day, uh, had COVID. So the director, uh, we were like trying to figure out what we were going to do because we, you know, you know, it's it's not like you could shut things down when you're an independent film. You've got to figure out. And I said, well, okay, well, who is the actor? I mean, like, you know, what does he look like? He goes, well, he's about six foot four. He's in his twenties, um, and uh, he's very thin. And I looked over at the uh, character, the actor who was playing the jester, and I went, "You mean like that guy?" And and I was like, "Well, why couldn't he actually act with himself if he could play this other character, and then he could uh, uh, have somebody else, the body double, wear the mask, 
and then we could shoot and you know and and it was just like it was kind of absolutely perfect and it was what needed to happen so you have to really you have to think outside of the box because you know uh coming from you know the the, the christian band background you know the, there's a, a really interesting scripture that says money answers all things in the bible and to me what that means is if you have money you have the answer to your problem that's you don't need another answer you have money money will fix it yeah you don't have money that's when you got to get creative that's when you got to get smart that's when you got to figure things out and so when you don't have money you better have the answers right yeah you got to be able to figure it out and that's wonderful that because of your background you are able to do that and you know i guess people might call it thinking on your feet and oh it's it's everything it's it's (laughs) for what's good for the project it's what services the project, what gets us to point well, from and, A to, and, A to Z. You don't have time, and you just don't have time, Paul, to to think, but like, well, why is this happening? Or, you know, or and any any sort of, you know, making it personal, making, you know, it's 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 like what, you yeah. know, it's like when the the uh, car is wrecked, the deer hits it, the, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the the last thing, you know, that you, you know, can do is complain. It's like, okay, what's next? Okay, let's figure this out. Because sure. honestly, when you're figuring things out, that's when magic happens. That's when surprises happen. That's mm-hmm. to me when uh, the best things happen on a film, which are the things that are unplanned. Uh, when you let the film be what the film ends up wanting to be. It's a sure. living thing. Sure. It's a living thing. It will decide who it wants and who it does not want. I've heard, I've heard that. So I believe it a hundred percent, you know, where you might've filmed something and you picked up a background noise, but then somehow it coincided with the same action that the actor did, like setting down a glass or oh. drawing a, a weapon. And somehow that sound was exactly what you needed, but it wasn't meant to be there. You didn't put I did it there. This, uh, uh, I have one of, I actually have three films that are on Amazon Prime, yeah. and one of them is called Darcy. And Darcy, uh, there was this guy basically who was uh, uh, yelling at us, and he was saying, Why are you guys, you know, uh, you know, on this road? And he started to ride his uh, lawnmower across the road, trying to ruin the shot. So when he did that, he would cross the road. And he was like, aha, I'm going to get these guys. But a giant plume of dust went up at sunset and it, about 50 feet into the air. So as long as we weren't worried about the sound, we got the most amazing look that he created by just trying to be an a-hole. Yep. <laughs> Wonderful. Great story. Amazing. <laughs> I love that. So story. watch Darcy and you'll see that plume of dust. I will, absolutely. Amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Thank you for that. What a and so everything works out. I'm learning that everything works out how it should be. And problem solving, which is what I learned in college, is really the key in a lot of filmmaking and acting and all of that. So thank you so much for the, that, John. Also, I wanted to give a special shout out. Like we did, we said thank you and a special shout out to Deborah Richards. Hi, Deborah, we love you. Um, also wanted to give a special shout out, John, to you and Tracy, your wife, you're yes. a 
a great team. You've created your own films together. This is magic of the magic of movie making and filmmaking, and I love it. So hi, hi, Tracy, and thank you, Tracy. Tracy, right. Tracy is my rock. We are a partnership. We write our films together. She shoots, she edits, and it's just, you know, honestly, I, I would highly recommend uh, finding, you know, uh, a partner, uh, uh, you know, men and women working together, black and white working together. There needs to be more partnerships in filmmaking. It yeah. doesn't need to be a one man show because she's going to see things in a way that I don't necessarily see them. Absolutely. And it is so unbelievably valuable. And I even, you know, I, you know, I don't mind co-directing because it's not about me. You know, it's about what we can create together. Yes. Yes. I love I, this. I was listening to uh, uh, Alex Cox, who is a, a British film director. You know, he directed Repo Man back in the day right. and uh, Repo Chick later on. And uh, a lot of more independent films and micro uh, microfilms, I guess, as he as the features, micro features, as he calls them. And he had an issue with like um, Robert Rodriguez, you know, had a book named uh, Rebel Without a Crew. Right. right. And Rebel he was Without like, a Crew. He, yes. Great book. And, and he was like, that's BS. He goes, because no film can be made without a crew. It's always <laughs> a collaboration. So he, he called it BS. He goes, that book is nothing but BS. And I don't know, maybe he didn't even read it, but just the title alone you know, really irked him that it was well, rebel without I, a crew. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think he really, uh, you know, understands. And, you know, the thing is, is that the old school are always going to, you know, it's sort of like Martin Scorsese, you know, talking about Marvel or something like that, you know, it's just, right. you know, they're not necessarily going to understand, you know, uh, the new happening. I, you know, the only filmmaking I've ever done has been digital filmmaking. You know, I I started, you know, 20 years ago, right at the beginning with the XL1s. Sure. You know, and that was, you know, and, you know, my first, uh, you know, 12 feature films, you know, each one of them basically cost between $500 and $2,000, you know, and that was my film school. You know, that was how I learned how to make films. You know, my father was writing the movies and it, there would be something in the movie and I'd be like, how in the F am I supposed to do that? And I would have to figure it out. <laughs> you know, yep. how, how in God's name am I supposed to do a presidential assassination on $2,000? How in right. God's name am I going to do a movie that has nothing but puppets in it? How am I going to do that? And every single, and that to me, you know, were they great films? You know, I, I would probably share four of them of the 12 with people. But right. it was invaluable. So let me let me just say that you, if you have something to say, make your make your movie, okay. If you have something to say, make your movie. If you're just going to basically make a movie to make a movie, I mean that's fine. But we got we got enough of you. We need people who want to you know send a message to the universe. They want to speak yeah. to the gods. That's what we're looking for. Absolutely. Amen to that. Okay, now it's we're kind of running out of time a little bit here, but we're going to do our controversial question and then we're going to do our 
And then we're going to do our um, heart message for the week. So, but it's just, okay. it's gone by so fast and I'm enjoying this so much, but here's our controversial question for this week. Okay. Um, CNN just recently reported today that U.S. lawmakers are introduced, have introduced a bill to ban TikTok. Oh, um, the wow. reason being, yes, um, Senator Marco Rubio. Right has introduced that so and the right. reason being is because they feel that uh the uh government from china is possibly spying on americans so my question to you is should tiktok be banned or should it um what do you think about this this bill john over to you oh that's it's idiotic it's absolutely idiotic i mean first of all except except the fact that you're being spied on People are stealing your information. People, you know, you you have a phone in your hand. Exactly. This is the trade-off that we have to have instantaneous everything yeah. in our lives. You know, so I don't mind. I, I, you know, I, I, you know, that is, you know, the joy of, you know, the world that we live in. And TikTok is a is a wonderful place. My my uh, my wife. We're actually talking about possibly putting our movies on TikTok in little, you know, two or three minute increments so yeah. that people can watch them. Yeah. I think that it, I think it's a, a, uh, a place where people are being creative, where people can learn. Uh, any, anytime anybody is creating any form of art, I am 100% about it. A rising tide will raise all boats. Uh, more the merrier, come on, get on board. We're going to Dairy Queen. Let's do it. Yes. And there's people that are on there that have raised charities that have helped Absolutely. people with their medical bills and all kinds of things. So, Paul, what do you think? I, you know what? I don't care because uh, since I can't seem to gain so much traction, if it goes away, I'm okay. No, but I, I, I agree with, with, with John. I mean, I mean you, you can't stifle creativity. And yeah. if it's not TikTok, it's another platform. And you're right. right. I mean, it's like, aren't you afraid of people spying on you? Um, if, if you're carrying a phone around, you're being spied on if, if, if somebody if somebody wants to. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think maybe uh, to be safe is if you work for the government, maybe like if you're in a sensitive job where you shouldn't be posting the, the, the route that you jog because your GPS keeps track or something like that, then maybe, yeah, you shouldn't be allowed to have TikTok on your phone. But if otherwise, if you're an artist and creator, um, why not? I mean, yeah, don't don't try to stifle that. And uh, I, it's my understanding that people use TikTok more than Google now. So how do you bake a cake? You know, how do you change a, tire, a car tire? People will just go to TikTok because they know within, within two or three minutes, you can learn what you need to learn. So instead of going to Google and searching and reading, they just go to TikTok and watch a video on how to do things. So um, the, democratiz the, the democratization of art is always a good thing yes. in, 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 in every way. Yes, you're going to create more bad art. Yes, you're going to create, you know, you know, uh, Instagram, you know, uh, models who have nothing to say and, you know, and, and porn will explode, whatever, you know, but at the same, but at the same time, you're giving more people the opportunity to create. And yeah. that to me, the message I have always to every filmmaker is you can do it. Whoever tells you you can't do it is somebody who's not doing it. 
Yes, yes, I love that. And I love what you uh, said, John, about that. And and what a great message out to the world. And um, I also wanted to acknowledge, Paul, what you said, you had good points about for the government, if it's like FBI or, you know, the CIA or the NSA, and they need to protect America, then that's totally, I understand that they would not want TikTok on their uh, devices and phones, and that's for protecting the United States. I'm all for that, um, if, if that's you know necessary. But yeah, um, I think uh, uh, so many people love TikTok and it's very popular and people have gotten you know acting jobs and some oh, are, yeah. right? some well, are very famous, right, John? In, in, in my movie, Girl in the Palms, we found her because she was an Instagram star. And that was kind of part of the, you know, the reason that we, you know, utilized her character where she's constantly changing wigs and, you know, and doing, you know, uh, her makeup in the film because that was part of who, you know, who she was. Yeah, so, I love that. You know, you, I love that. You can't wig. fight against it. You got, you have to, you have to roll with it. And yeah. people like Marco Rubio, they just don't like, uh, you know, kids because kids vote Democrat. Yeah, I, I just don't I, like them. I love the um, I love the blue wig that she's wearing. Is that a blue wig on her on yes. the poster there, John? Yes, it is. Yes, I love that. Yes, her, so, her her name is Lupe, and she's just ab she's absolutely uh, amazing in the film. Once again, never acted before. I I I'm always you know to me you know, everybody is an actor, AJ. Yeah. Uh, life is improvisational. I've just got to get you to a point where you are you. Stop acting for me. Yeah. Just start being. Yes. And that eventually comes out. I always say the heart is revealed over time. So even people who are acting things, eventually their their truth comes out. And that's what I love right. about, about uh, this life. And so, oh, it's gone so fast, but we're going to do heart messages. John, you've been an outstanding guest. I want to oh, thank, thank you, you so much. It's you, been so much. You guys are, you guys are absolutely wonderful. And I really appreciate, uh, you know, the opportunity, you know, uh, art needs patrons. They need pl places like this where they have an opportunity to share so thank you so much for your podcast oh thank you and it's been an honor that that you've been here with us and um we're going to do our heart messages now let's go over to you paul for our heart messages for this week over to you paul wonderful well, well thank you of course thank you for for having me and i'm very grateful uh to know you aj and to meet wonderful people like john and and support his work and and find his work but uh, it's, it's uh, you know, you don't always have to be the boss. I, I think it's kind of what I've learned today that it's okay to, to uh, you know, be the AD, but be a hell of an AD, yeah. be a co-director and come in and, you know, and share your knowledge maybe with newer directors. So it's, 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 it's wonderful. It's been very enlightening to be able to do this interview today. So thank you, AJ. Thank you for, for having me. And uh, just go out there and create people. That's it. Thank you, Paul. That was beautifully said. Thank you so much. And it goes right to our hearts. And John, over to you for your heart message for the world this week. I, you know, honestly, I think that nobody is against you, that you, uh, ev you know, everybody, you have every opportunity. You know, there are two things that, you know, you'll never have enough of, you know, as an artist. You'll never have enough time and you'll never have enough money. 
even if you're Steven Spielberg, he's still like, well, if I just had this much money, I could do this other project, you know? So ignore those things, forget those things, forget the time, forget the money and find a way to do your story because the world needs to see it. I love this. This is fantastic. Bravo and brilliant, John. Right, Thank Paul? You. A master class if I've ever heard one. So wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I am so thrilled. I'm so thrilled. You've made me very happy, John and Paul. And here's my heart, heart message for everyone. Everyone, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the safe path and you will reach your goals. And that with blessings I send out to you and everyone here. And so thank you again, John, for being an excellent guest, the most thank excellent you. guest. And Paul, thanks as always for being, I love your hat. I love our hats, don't you? I, I love them all. I, love I wish we I love could them. just switch. <laughs> we need a technology where I can be wearing the purple beret, man. <laughs> okay, do, do, do you guys do you guys want to see my backdrop yeah let's go for it wow oh man oh paul that's beautiful bro look at that fantastic. i love it that's fantastic. Now, i'm i i'm i'm very anxious to shoot something in uh, las vegas actually i have a sci-fi movie that i'm uh you know talking to debbie about so okay. you know fingers crossed if, if you if you need an actor, my friend, I'm absolutely. All yours. Fingers crossed. And I was going to say, Paul is an incredible. Did I say this already? If not, let me say it again. Paul is an keep saying it. Paul's an yeah. You, you can always you can always keep saying it. I've heard it many times, but I don't get tired <laughs> of hearing what a great actor, comedian, improviser I am. And if you go to paulvato.com, you can connect with me. So please, AJ, by all means, please say it again. <laughs> so Paul is, I have to say, Paul is a phenomenal actor. And the reason why he's an excellent actor is because of his timing. Uh, it takes, uh, he's also a, a comedian and an actor. So you have to practice very well. You know, you have to present well, and you've got to have right. that timing right, right down pat. And Paul has that. Well, uh, like I, I maybe it. mentioned earlier, we'll see if we can figure it out. Uh, AJ, do you know the secret to comedy what is that paul timing <laughs> there see that was see so folks we had done that earlier but he improved on it it was even longer pause than before <laughs> and and i and i messed up last time because i said i i spoke at the same time as paul so i couldn't i didn't even That's, hear you know but what the answer was <laughs> The answer we're, is timing, but you take a long time to say it. Exactly. And make it we're, awkward. We're, we are the not ready for primetime players here. You know, I, I just hours ago watched the Belushi documentary. Oh, nice. From like a couple years ago. I, yes. I you know, because I'm it's sitting in a hotel that has, you know, free show time. So I'm like, let me check it out. And it was brilliant. Oh, just the, the, the John yes. Belushi story that really Absolutely. covered everything, you know, from the not ready for primetime players to you know, just his whole career and short life and whatnot. So I well, love let that. me, so if, uh, uh, let me just uh, say, if you get an opportunity uh, and uh, you want to watch some free films, just look up my name and there are, uh, I've got three of them on Prime right now. So, so I'm on Amazon Prime like everybody else. And I will look at you your films 
and help support. And I hope other people do as well. Yes. I appreciate it. So how can people support you and follow you, John? Uh, you could give me money. <laughs> You're on <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. Of course, absolutely. Facebook and Instagram. And, uh, you know, I'll give you my phone number. Um, you know, <laughs> I'll give you my bank account number. It won't help you. But, you know, uh, honestly, you know, I'm very, very easy to get a hold of. And I am a joy to collaborate with. You sure are. You said it wonderfully. And it's been such a pleasure tonight, John. And so with that, I want to say good night, everyone. And until we meet again, I've got my little fan here. Ooh, I like your new fan, AJ. I love it. Thank you. And I'm getting, I'm getting shades of Betty Page here. I like it. There we go. Betty Page. <laughs> and good night and au revoir. From the Chateau.